Music can change your mood. It can make you cry. It can make you smile. It can make you dance. That's on my mind when I put together an episode of the mixtape. What will the music do for you? What can it do for me? What can it do for our weekends? I'm Jason Tugog. Join me Friday nights at 8 for an hour of music to set the mood for your weekend. And uh, again, we're just waiting for this uh, town hall. Supposed to get started at 2 o'clock. Senator Jen Metzger, State Senator Jen Metzger, and uh, Ulster County Executive Pat Ryan. When it begins, we will go right to it without delay here at WJFF uh, or after this announcement. Hold on one moment. WJFF Radio Catskill, keeping you connected. Here are coronavirus symptoms to watch for. Fever, cough, shortness of breath. These symptoms may appear 2 to 14 days after exposure. Reported illnesses range from mild symptoms to severe illness and death for confirmed COVID-19 cases. If you develop emergency warning signs for COVID-19, get medical attention immediately. Emergency warning signs include trouble breathing, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, new confusion or inability to arouse, bluish lips or face. This list is not all-inclusive. Please consult your medical provider for any other symptoms that are severe or concerning. Learn how to protect yourself, how to care for someone who is sick, and what to do if you are sick by visiting cdc.org. WJFF Radio Catskill, your community radio station. We're here for you, no matter what. Hi, I'm Jason. You've been hearing a lot of me because our volunteers are all at home. But some hosts who would usually be here live are now sending in fresh recorded DJ shows, including Ramble Tamble, Ballads and Banjos, Neonatal Pulse, Living Jazz. Heck, Old School Sessions is live from a remote location every Saturday. Our schedule is changing as we do what we have to do to keep you informed, but we also want to keep you entertained, keep you enriched, and keep you company. So hang in there, and thank you so much for listening. WJFF is making some changes as we continue to serve you during the coronavirus pandemic. First, our volunteers will be staying home for their safety, so your favorite local programs will be pre-recorded. You can also expect to hear more from NPR as national news develops, and we'll have the latest local closings and safety updates for our listening area. We are here for you no matter what. Your community radio station, WJFF. WJFF Radio Catskill, keeping you connected. As our communities across the region take steps to slow the spread of COVID-19 by limiting close contact, people are facing new challenges and questions about how to meet basic household needs, such as buying groceries and medicine and completing banking activities. The following information from CDC provides advice about how to meet these household needs in a safe and healthy manner. Shopping for food and other household essentials. Avoid shopping if you have a fever, cough, or shortness of breath. If possible, order food and other items online for home delivery or curbside pickup. Only visit the grocery store or other stores selling household essentials in person when you absolutely need to. This will limit your potential exposure to others and the virus that causes COVID-19. When you do have to visit in person, go during hours where fewer people will be there, for example, early morning or late night. Here are ways to protect yourself while shopping. Stay at least six feet away from others while shopping and in lines. Cover your mouth and nose with a cloth face covering when you have to go out in public. If you are at higher risk for severe illness, find out if the store has special hours for people at higher risk. Disinfect the shopping cart. 
Use disinfecting wipes if available. Cover coughs and sneezes. Do not touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. If possible, use touchless payment. Pay without touching money, a card, or a keypad. If you must handle money, a card, or use a keypad, use hand sanitizer right after paying. After leaving the store, use hand sanitizer. When you get home, wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. There is no evidence that food or food packaging has been linked to getting sick from COVID-19. WJFF Radio Catskill, your community radio station. We're here for you, no matter what. WJFF Jeffersonville W233 AH Monticello and we are waiting for the town hall with Ulster County Executive Pat Ryan and state New York State Senator Jen Metzger and uh, we're not seeing the live feed right now so uh, we're going to just wait for that uh, here as we're waiting uh, you know this is the time we'd usually be hearing uh, Bodie talk Bodie talk with Doug Bill And at the end of uh, Bodhi Talk, Doug Bill always does his Namaste Booster. And uh, a couple months back, like another lifetime ago during the impeachment, Doug Bill sent us uh, several meditations that we could use to relax. So I think uh, let's relax a little bit while we're waiting for this uh, town hall to get started. It's still not going. So uh, let's meditate with Doug Bill from Bodhi Talk here on WJFF. Okay, let's take a few moments to sort of shift gears and simply be present right here, right now. Just become aware of time, space, your experience in this moment, allowing your breath to guide you a little more deeply into now. Just be aware of the gentle flow of your breath. And it might be a little more interesting if you just take a few deeper breaths. Just breathing in very deeply, breathing out. Slow, rhythmic breaths. And just begin noticing what you're sensing. What are you seeing? What are the shapes, colors, textures? And what do you hear? What's in the foreground? What pulls your attention in? And then what do you notice in the background, the subtleties? 
Are you able to even hear the flow of your breath? And allow that breath to just continue taking you a little more deeply into this moment. Become aware of what you're hearing as well. There may be certain sounds again, just as with your sight. There are sounds that are in the foreground, and then there's the background. And what are you feeling in your, through your skin? The sense of touch. Be aware of your hand. temperature of the air, the texture of your clothes against your skin, and all the while being aware of the flow of your breath, gently filling your lungs and emptying your lungs, just watch that rhythmic flow of your breath, keeping your attention on the breath. Notice how it may wander away, but just bring it back. And just allowing a sense of comfort. Letting go of physical tension. Be aware of where tightness sort of settles into certain areas that you're not even conscious of. But just sort of scan your body from head to toe. Let your eyes, cheeks, and jaws just relax, let go. Be aware of your mouth, your lips, your tongue, and into the base of your tongue, your throat, your neck. And just imagine a kind of liquid light flowing as if it's penetrating deeply into every muscle, every bone, every nerve, every cell, into your shoulders, your back, between your shoulder blades, all around and through your chest. Just allow a, a flow of energy moving all through your lower body, your back, your belly, into your pelvic region, into your thighs, right down through your knees into your lower legs. Be aware of sensation in your ankles, your feet, and your toes. Just allow a kind of letting go of all the physical tension, your arms, your legs, your torso, your jaws, just as if the flow of breath is easing you into this relaxed, focused state. And then become aware of the drama around you and how your mind is responding to that. Consider how you might imagine yourself sort of watching almost as if it were a movie, the drama around you. And everybody is doing exactly what it is they need to do. 
letting go of that sense of right and wrong, good and bad, just observing what is as part of this movie where everyone is just doing the best they can with what they've been given. And perhaps with this perspective you might find a way of letting go of your condemnation. As you allow an understanding that everyone, again, doing the best they can with what they've been given, As misguided as it may seem, if we really walked a mile in their shoes and understood how they have come to act and speak, say what they do, they may have their own reasons, we may never know what that really is, but when we understand that there's this presence that sort of connects all of us. We may have our different outer shells going in different directions, but essentially there is this one beingness that we all share. It's what it is we understand is the namaste principle where there's the capacity to recognize this pure beingness within each and every one of us. Okay, we just had a Namaste Booster with Doug Bill there. I hope that was uh, relaxing uh, for you. Uh, but we are going to pause now and go to this live town hall that has just started. This is Senator... State Senator Jen Metzger and Ulster County Executive Pat Ryan live right now. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. I do want to share uh, just a few overall updates. It's been uh, just about exactly 48 hours since um, we did our last update. So we'll start with the data and what's happening on the ground here in Ulster County. Uh, if you'll go to the first slide, please. Uh, this is uh, a new and improved form, thanks to the great work of our team, of our, our chart that shows both where we are today on, on April 9th. In terms of cases, we're at 504 confirmed positive cases. Unfortunately, we continue to see the number of fatalities increase. Um, we now have eight confirmed uh, fatalities, um, and uh, we hope that that number stays where it is and unfortunately uh, fear that it will continue to to climb but we're doing everything that we possibly can and all of our healthcare workers are doing everything they can to ultimately address that and and try to limit that what you'll see here also on this slide are uh, three different um, sort of models uh, worst case best case and most likely for our forecast for where we see the number of cases going over the next 10 days or so. Uh, you can actually see if you look at that yellow line of most likely, when we spoke um, 48 hours ago, we were thinking that would be closer to 1,600. Based on the new data we're getting in, uh, we're updating this model regularly. We're seeing that number go down just a little bit, which is encouraging. We're seeing the, the doubling rate 
uh, go down just a little bit. So that's what's caused us to adjust this model. These are the models that we're using to inform all of our planning and thinking in terms of hospital capacity and treatment capacity. <clears throat> so just want to share that with you all uh, graphically here. The other thing to take away from this, obviously, just like we've heard at the state level from Governor Cuomo, there's a huge number difference in, in between those different uh, best case, most likely, and worst case. And everybody out there, what you do in the, in the coming days and weeks in terms of following best practices on social distancing and, and the pause uh, policies, that is what will make that difference in numbers. Um, so that, that, that we're all empowered to have some ability to affect that. Um, uh, if you'll go to the next slide, we, we uh, last week, or excuse me, not last week, two days ago, uh, uh, talked about some of the major challenges we had in shortfalls we were anticipating in equipment, particularly in terms of ICU beds and uh, ventilators. At that time, at the beginning of this week, we were on pace to be out of much of this by the end of the week. Uh, I have some very, very good news on that front. Um, after putting out that call uh, in the last 48 hours, I, I really want to thank especially Governor Cuomo, as well as our partners at the Health Alliance of the Hudson Valley. Two big uh, positive developments. Number one, progress is happening in the build-out of the Mary's Avenue campus. Ultimately, that will add 235 beds. The work continues to happen there. Uh, that is thanks to Governor Cuomo and, and New York State. Um, that is a huge uh, lift in terms of adding bed capacity because without that, we will run out of that. Um, uh, without the additional beds, we'll run out of it uh, by the end of this week. So that is good news. The other very good news, um, Health Alliance was able to bring online 17 additional ventilators, which, which um, almost, I think it actually more than doubles uh, the capacity that we had. Some of this is from converting um, uh, BiPAP machines, not to get too technical and wonky, but basically converting other forms of equipment into ventilators. And then they were also able to bring some of their transport ventilators online to be operating in the hospital. So the, the, the top line good news is that we've brought online significant additional ventilator capacity, um, and that is very encouraging. Uh, if you'll go to the next slide, what that really means for us in terms of where we're at with our resources. So we currently have 43 COVID-19 patients uh, in hospital beds. That leaves us 55 remaining um, at the current projections for the most likely that will bring us through April 15th, next Wednesday. That's why we need to get the build out going and why we're excited that it is. ICU beds, we're still very tight on those. At this point, we can only, uh, this is staffed ICU beds, we can only make uh, through Sunday, but we are working with Health Alliance on that, as well as uh, Ellenville uh, Hospital. And then ventilators, this is where you can see uh, the significant increase. I do want to apologize, the, the number, uh, there is an incorrect number on this graph, which we can update. Uh, our, our updated one didn't make it in here. There are not 41 COVID-19 patients on ventilators. There are seven. There are seven um, COVID-19 patients on, on ventilators, uh, so we'll get that corrected. But we have uh, significant capacity to the point that you can see there. We are now sufficient for near-term need, which is a, 
a, a big, big improvement since uh, just two days ago. Um, so thank you to everybody that made that happen. Thank you to Health Alliance. Thank you to Ellenville Regional Hospital as well. Uh, they brought online uh, ventilators also. Uh, so we really appreciate that, and that is very good news. Um, uh, one other item that I wanted to update everybody on before we get into the weeds with Senator Metzger um, a lot of folks have we, a lot of the calls that we've been getting to our hotline, Facebook comments, and different feedback has been about concerns about enforcement of Governor Cuomo's pause policies. Uh, as a reminder, we'll throw up the the key pieces of what the the pause policy is about. If you'll put that slide up, please. The key pieces of uh, Governor Cuomo's pause order: all non-essential businesses are closed and. And we have that list available of what are essential and non-essential. Any concentration of individuals outside of their home must be limited to workers providing essential services. Uh, and when in public, individuals must practice social distancing. Um, so that is not that those uh, that pause is not new. Uh, that's actually been in in effect and extended till the end of April. What is new is that. Uh, the, the state statewide, uh, the governor has set up a, a pause enforcement task force. Basically, what this means is there's a 24/7 hotline as well as an online form where anyone can fill out, um, can can uh, submit information about a, a business uh, or a gathering that might be in violation of this. Um, the way we're handling it here in Ulster County, we'll receive these complaints from the state. It'll it'll go through um, uh, our our internal group of folks, which includes both law enforcement and municipal leaders. Um, we're going to be very careful about uh, making sure that we strictly vet these concerns uh, before taking any action or any follow up. Um, but this is a way for those of you that are concerned about uh, what might be happening in terms of public health and safety. Um, you can go to our Ulster County website. We have the form there under the forms part of our website, or you can call 1-833-789-0470. That's 24-7, and that's run by, um, by New York State. Uh, the last uh, thing, and I said that, that that was the last, but this is actually the last, um, <clears throat> Project Resilience continues to go really, really well and continues to be a, a positive thing in the midst of a lot of negativity and, and uncertainty and, and fear and concern. Um, we've now delivered over 22,000 meals to thousands of households across the county. Over 160 restaurants have signed up. I just checked our community fund. Um, we just, like, literally every, every hour we have, or, or less, or more frequently, uh, we have individuals giving. We've now had, I think, near or over a thousand individual small donations. Some of those donations have not been small. I mean, some businesses have given over a thousand dollars to that. Mm. Uh, some individuals and families have given over a thousand dollars to that. Uh, that is just tremendously generous. I mean, that's going to feed families throughout the county that are in need. It's also providing daycare to um, healthcare workers and other essential workers who are without health care. Um, so thank you to everyone that has uh, contributed to that. We really appreciate it. I know that the notes and the positive feedback from those families keeps pouring in. Uh, so thank you, everybody. And uh, if you're able, please uh, um, 
chip in whatever you can. Even a few dollars provides a meal to, to somebody in need across the county. So we really appreciate that. Um, thank you for letting me uh, ramble on there for a bit. I just want to make sure we get those updates to everyone. Uh, we'll now turn it over to Senator Metzger. Um, the floor is yours. There's lots of things I know people want to hear about, but um, what's going on with you, Senator Metzger? Uh, well, first of all, County Executive Ryan, I want to thank you so much for having me on. I also want to also give a shout out and express gratitude to Radio Kingston for for providing this great service. Um, but you know, in in times of crisis like this, you know, it's a true. It's the truest test of leadership, and you've done a tremendous job uh, leading the county through this, and uh, the entire county staff um, have have been incredible. So um, I want to say that and also just uh, thank and express uh, my appreciation for all of the health care workers, emergency first responders on the front lines of this crisis, and all of the people, all of the people working in our essential businesses, you know, whether it's the cashiers at the food store or, you know, the pharmacists or, you know, all of these people are out there every day um, providing the services that, that we need. So um, it's been tremendous. And I want to give uh, I, the Project Resilience has is just an incredible sure. initiative absolutely incredible um i have my sons and i have been uh participating in the food deliveries in rosendale and i just it's extraordinary uh, that all i first want to just thank all of the restaurants that are participating but everyone that is stepping up again like in times of crisis you know you really um you just you see just the incredible spirit of of our community and we're all kind of rising to the challenge. Um, so I I wanted to just first say uh, to um, I guess watchers <laughs> that um, I just let you know that my office. I hope you consider our my office a resource. I'd like to um, we I have my con constituency services staff have been working really around the clock to help. Our residents, our small businesses, um, uh, you know, our farming community, people across the board, kind of navigate uh, navigate this crisis. I mean, we, they've uh, helped some 50 people with unemployment uh, alone. Um, we know it's been that's been a particularly big challenge because of just the extraordinary influx that the Department of Labor is receiving. Um, but we have my office has created uh, a guide, a COVID-19 guide. Uh, you know, the information is coming in from all different places yeah. and we're concerned about people getting accurate information. Uh, but it's also just hard to kind of keep track of everything that's happening, federal level, state level, local level. Uh, so we've put together a comprehensive guide. We update it continually. It's online. Uh, it's pinned to the top of uh, our social media platforms, uh, Sen Senator Jen Metzger, and also uh, on my Senate website. You can find it there. Uh, and it really, and it also covers uh, lots of areas that people have just had questions about, like food safety. You know, are there any questions about food safety? Can your pets transmit COVID-19? I mean, it really covers. Um, and Can you, they? Yeah, they cannot. Right. No. Right. <laughs> no, That's the good. CDC says you can feel free. 
about <laughs> to pet your pets, and but you know just a lot of basic information. Uh, we have. Uh, we also have a full list of all of the restaurants that are open and really encouraging people to call and order out and support our restaurants, support our small farms. If you belong to a CSA, if you don't, it's a good time to sign yeah. up. Uh, so um, so I encourage you to check out this online resource. And we have a separate one. I, I chair the Agriculture Committee in the Senate. We have a separate resource guide for farmers and the farming community. Um, in the legislature, we've introduced, uh, various members have introduced uh, uh, COVID-19 related bills to help address this crisis. I just wanted to uh, mention uh, one because it's so it's it's very topical for those who were following the news uh, on the election in Wisconsin yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, it was just an utter disaster. The photos they, of people it, going to vote in full PPE is it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was incredibly unsafe. And it also, uh, I mean, we'll see, you know, what goes on. But it, it people were rightly concerned about voting. We right. don't want to put people in a position where they're choosing between protecting their health and the health of others and voting. Um, so, so I've, uh, yesterday, uh, the governor uh, announced that in New York State, uh, we're uh, during this emergency. There'll be essentially no excuse absentee voting. Anyone can get an absentee ballot without meeting one of the uh, qualifications for that. Uh, the the bill that I've introduced takes that a step further uh, by um, calling or directing the state board of elections to to develop a plan for universal vote by mail. So people would automatically receive ballots in the mail like they do in some other states, Washington, Oregon, uh, Colorado. Um, and it just eliminates the steps of having to apply. This is such an important election. Uh, elections coming up in June. We have no idea how long.